we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. But this is, I'm telling you, this message is going to help you keep the devil out of your details. The love of the world and worldliness is a direct result of how we feel about ourselves. So anybody that's into clubbing and partying and getting high and drunk and hanging out and firing off weapons in the crowd and all that, all them folks that like party, that you partying too hard, you go to firing off a weapon. Now you having too much fun. But folks that like all that stuff, they have a problem. They're showing you how they feel about themselves. Amen. Girls that show their bodies and dress all sexy and stink, they're showing you exactly how they feel about themselves. Worldliness, the love of the world, loving worldly things. You're showing, if you listen, love music that's just cussing and nothing but debauchery and sin in it, then you're showing yourself. That's how you feel about yourself. I don't want nothing cussing me out. I don't want no human, no person cussing me out. I don't care if he's singing it, rapping it, whatever, or just talking. Don't you cuss me out. I don't want to hear that because I have some self-respect. You're going to respect me. You're going to put some respect on my name with a K. Amen. I don't want you cussing around me either. You ain't disrespecting me like that. But folks that can just sit and endure it and you just cussing and cussing, they just... <laughs> I mean, you ought to get tired of that. You better get tired of it, because an hour into it, you're going to be all like, blah, blah, blah. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> you stay around it. So you ought to not want to be cussed out. Proverbs 23 and 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, what? As a man thinketh in his heart, what? So easy. So that's all music does is give you what to think about yourself. All it does is changes your thinking programs you're thinking. I've, I mean, how many truth behind hip-hop I got to preach for you to realize that that's what music is for? So if the music is doing that to you, then you're going to eventually start believing the music. You like Day, oh, that's my girl right there, but then always depressed and wonder why. Always depressed, because that's the most depressing music a person can purchase. Oh, all her stuff is bathroom and a razor blade. It's time to end it all. That woman, oh God. And then I found out why she's so depressed. Because her daughter is a man. Her daughter had an operation. Turned her, daughter was beautiful. Full man, transgender. Yep, that'll make you the queen of sorrow. That's my jam. Better pay attention to what she's singing. That music is depressing will affect your day. All day you wonder, just, oh, don't have no peace. Her voice is depressing. She could sing something happy and you just be, oh. just grieved. <laughs> don't be messing with my girl, that's my, those my, keep listening to it. That stuff is affecting you. It's affecting her. Had a song called Jezebel. You just let it play. You wasn't paying no attention. And now look at your wife. <laughs> Depression and anxiety come to oppress us and make us feel like we cannot do good or live according to God's plan for us. That's what depression is for. Depression 
and anxiety makes you feel bad. That's what it's there for, to make you feel like you can't do nothing right. Yeah, make you feel like you can't do nothing right, and so it makes you feel like you can't live according to God's plan, so you got to create a sub-plan, because I just can't do it God's way. Jude 24, now unto him that is able to do what? Okay, now the Bible just told you that he is able to do what? He's able to do what? Keep you from falling. If God is able to keep you from falling, that means you can live according to his plan. He's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory. He's able to do that. So that means that you can live this. It is, look at somebody say, it is possible. Don't let depression and anxiety always drive you to cigarettes and weed. You can do this. Look at somebody say, you can do this. Amen. NyQuil. Somebody just drink a NyQuil. That ain't nothing but green bourbon. Don't even work on you no more. I told you I had a uncle that drunk green alcohol. Mint. A <laughs> hundred proof. Is that a hundred proof? Ninety something on the on the, it's written on it. Ninety-nine. The field. The mortician probably didn't have to do no uh <laughs> his insides gone. I don't do nothing. I don't take nothing out of him. He's ready to go. He already embalmed. <laughs> he embalmed himself. <laughs> He's pickled. Just a pig foot. These feelings cause us to seek ways to feel better about ourselves. So depression and anxiety come to oppress us, make us feel like we can't do good. So then it's going to cause us to go and seek ways to feel better about ourselves. Amen. So the men, to feel better about themselves, they're going to go pornography, they're going to cheat, they're going to do something to get their libido to testify to them that they are still worth something. That's what men going to do. Women nowadays, especially black women, they're going to go get into some witchcraft, some chakra stimulation, meditation, I'm telling you what the black women are doing. Ranke healing. Calling up these women and getting these spirits put in them and they just becoming straight up witches. Attracting men with witchcraft. That's what I was talking about in there. Man, witch, just witchcraft. And I'm telling you, these men are bewildered. They come to me powerless. Like, brother, I hear what you're saying, but I can't tell her no. Can you call her? I had one dude tell me that just recently, a couple of days ago. Email gave me the phone number and everything. Call her and stop this. It's like, brother, I don't break your spell. That's not going to work. Yeah, ready to walk away from his family, his kids, his job, everything for her. And can't stop her. Yeah. That's what the, I'm telling you, that's what these folks do. Because, see, they used to have to drive all the way to Louisiana to get the instructions. Katrina, Katrina came and spread the instructions everywhere. <laughs> Katrina, she was a witch. <laughs> when she flung, she flung stuff everywhere. 
all over the place. Yeah. Haitians and Islanders, y'all, not y'all, not y'all, not y'all, but some other Islanders I know. Mama, why can't daddy leave the house? Sit down, baby, let me tell you. Tell you what to do to his lasagna. Yep. And so that stuff is everywhere now. And it's on YouTube. Instructions on YouTube. Instructions. Don't you go look. Don't you call me with your head spinning around. I ain't coming to do nothing. I ain't doing no deliverance and I just told you don't look. Pastor, my wife is on the ceiling. Can you come get her down? No. Leave her up there. Leave her up there. Jump up and kiss her. Just put a mattress under and just jump. I don't care. I don't care. I'm sitting there telling you, don't you go look. But they're on there. The instructions on how to do this, how to bewilder a man, how to get a man, how to get him to where he can't think, how to make him leave his wife, how to make him not care about his kid. All this stuff. Man, these men are under spells, I'm telling you. Yeah. And the ones that are targeted are the ones that grow up without fathers. These girls, the first thing they're going to ask you, say, oh, so where's your dad? Oh, he's not in my life. Bam. Gotcha. The Bible says, how can you spoil a man's goods unless you first do what? bind the strong man. If that strong man is bound, you pray. Yeah, so that's what happens. So women start turning to all kinds of measures to feel better about themselves. Weed and drugs and stuff like that, and then they'll turn into this, they'll turn to this witchcraft to make them feel better. But God wants us to be made new and not surrender to selfish motives. So God wants us to be new creation. So if you feel bad about yourself or you feel you can't live this life and all that, that means that the old man is still alive. You're supposed to be a new creation. Old things are what? Passed away. All things become new. So God is saying, hey, I want to make you brand new. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things what? Become new. That's what he wants to do. He wants to make you brand new. The mistake so many people make is that they choose carnal means to feel better about themselves instead of truly repairing the issue through God's power. Let God fix it to where I don't need people's opinions. If you need people's opinions, something is wrong with you. Romans 2 and 29, but he is a Jew, which is one what? <clears throat> Inwardly, so the long beard, the, 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 old, the, the robe, the yarmulke, all the stuff that the Hebrew Israelites doing, the Bible just sat here and told you that you're a Jew inwardly, not outwardly. That don't make you a Hebrew Israelite. It's if you're one inwardly. Circumcision is not physical, but it is spiritual. Circumcision of the what? Heart in the where? Spirit. So that's why people act out certain things because they're, they're not, their heart is not circumcised. They're not a Jew inwardly. If you're a Jew inwardly, you're going to act like one outwardly. And Jew just means born again or born into the kingdom, grafted in through Jesus Christ. Anyone that is born again in a new creation, you're a new Jew. Not a Jew of the physical circumcision, but a Jew of the circumcision of the heart. Can I preach in here? Amen. So if you're a Jew in the heart, that means that your heart is being pricked and prodded and changed, circumcised. Your heart is being cut so that God can heal it 
the right way. That way your outward actions will reflect what was done inwardly. Amen? You know, we talk to brothers in here, you know, and we talk, you know, we have policy. I said it online. I don't care. You know, we don't let the brothers wear earrings and stuff like that because, you know, we just believe that's effeminate behavior and you picked it up from the world and so we just make you take it off because we don't want our sons growing up looking at you. Period. We don't want our sons. I, I don't want that influence. You don't like it, man. You can, I can throw a rock at a church you can go to and they'll let you come in there looking however you want to look. That's just the line we have because when our sons grow up, we want them to see men. We don't want them seeing behaviors that may affect their, them getting a job or them being stereotyped or whatever. So we want them clean cut, looking good, ready for a job, ready for the world. We don't want them looking like no player, no pimp player, money taker. Well, I just wear one. Well, you ain't wearing it in here. So we'll come to you and talk to you. Same thing with the hair. You ain't finna have your hair all crazy. We don't do no dreads in here, long slanging hair, nothing like that. No, we let the women, we let the women have the long hair because the Bible said, Paul said, hath not nature taught you that men have short hair and women have long hair? That's in the Bible. So we're going to go with that. Well, but that's the old way. We're going with it. That's what we're doing here. So one brother came in here, you know, he, he joined the church, and I walked up to him. I was like, hey, brother, he had dreads, and he joined the church. And he's like, you looking at my hair, ain't you? I was like, brother, I just wanted to greet you. He said, I'm cutting these. Came up to me last Sunday, cut his dreads off. Is he here? Where is he? That's my man. Where is he? But that's circumcision of his heart. It happened in his heart. You see what I'm saying? Like, did nobody have to chase him? With the, boy, you got to come here. No, that happened in his heart. He told me I'm cutting them. Yeah. Had another brother we talked to. <laughs> See, and since we talking, there's some other things I disagree. See, we already knew you wasn't in agreement. But that's a, it's a heart. Circumcision. Of, why do you come here if you got a problem? But you're a Jew if you want what? Inwardly, because when it's inward, outward stuff start changing. You ain't gonna be no hoochie scoochie if your insides change. Amen. Amen. Don't you walk up to no wine over. Oh, start dragging that whisker. As soon as you leave. You're gonna get it. Because the, his insides hadn't changed. The insides have to change for the outside to change. Stuff I used to do, I don't want to do anymore because my insides change. Inwardly, I got circumcised. And that's God's process to change the inside. If any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. People have made the church just as superficial as the world by appeasing the emotions instead of dealing with the heart. That's why they think I'm just outlandish and out of control. Because compared to what some of this other preaching, somebody just preaching, I mean, how are you just preaching around stuff? Church full of homosexuality and you ain't ever said the word before. Because you don't want to offend your organist, your choir director, or your armor bearer. People that's used to all this bubble gum and pop rocks on Sundays, pastor passing out <laughs> candy and gift cards. <laughs> How many of you like tacos? 
Well, after the service today, everyone is going to get a free taco at the Taco Casa across the street. They came over here, we going to get free taco. Man, it's church. Why are you in there talking about tacos? Pastors cutting side deals with all the local businesses. Man, I got about 200 folks, so, you know, I sent them over here. You know, if you give me a box of glazed Krispy Kremes, at least once a week, Doc, once a week, just knock on my door, just come bring me a box. I have these people up in here. I have them all up in here. I was telling them at the, media, uh, the, the leadership meeting last week that I had to tell a brother that has a restaurant around here, guy. And I, I, you know, anybody that knows me or ever been anywhere with me as far as a restaurant, you know, I got to know everybody there. I got to know the cook. I got to know the man. I mean, I'm going to speak. We're going to be friends. I'm going to have your phone number. Because I like to know who's preparing my food. And I just, man, you just get better treatment when folks know you. So that's just my, the way I am. I, I don't know where that comes from. I think my dad was like that uh, 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 to some degree with managers because I remember sometimes them coming out and knowing about his church and different things so maybe I get it from him this brother man he just I mean, he was hooking me up too much I come here it's free you don't have to worry about it I just have to pull him to the side I said I'm gonna pay you he's like but man your church is keeping us in business it's just helping I said bro I want to but I want to pay because I want to help your business and he thought that was so strange like you don't want kickback it's like, you don't understand. I don't have to be about that. I actually love these people, so I feel like if I'm giving them the word, then I'm fine. I don't need them to be giving me extra stuff and treating me a certain way. And all. I don't need all that because I don't work for them. I work for God. Right? And so if he's the one that's been blessing me up to this point, he's going to keep blessing me. He's going to keep blessing me. So I don't need it. So, man, you, ain't got, you don't, don't hook me up no more. Let me pay. Yeah. But I know a whole lot of pastors. If they had this many people... Doc, I got about 500 people, you know, that I can send some of them over here to buy a car. So, you know, I, I need the lowest interest rates you got. Brother, with 500 people, I can't give your bad credit a low interest rate. <laughs> yeah, but they do that. I always want to hook up everywhere they go. Like the people are theirs. Man, I don't walk around with that kind of arrogance. Because God already dug into my heart and circumcised my heart about money. He already dealt with me about money. I went through broke years, broke, and not asking him for money. Didn't ask him for money then. I don't have to ask him for money now. I just do what he tells me to do. Truth deals with the what? If you really love somebody, you're going to deal with the what? The heart. I'm going to make you feel terrible in here because I'm coming straight for the heart. Because it's the truth. You don't discipline your kids with lies. You discipline your kids with truth. So they can escape the bad stuff that you went through. Does whippings feel good? No, it hurts. But you'd rather they hurt temporarily than hurt for long seasons of their lives because you didn't step in and correct them. Correction hurts. Romans 10 and 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So the heart has to believe unto righteousness. When we use the world for validation, we let the world into our plan. Listen to this. Oh my goodness, this is so important. When we use the world for validation, we let the world into our plan. This hinders our pathway to God 
and keeps us from fully committing to his way for fear of losing what we've gained. You can't let the devil in the, the beginning stage because then he's baked into the cake. Dude, you bake the devil into the details. Can't get him out. Can't. Your contract won't let you. That's why you see them all. You see all these artists on TBN. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Smokey Robinson got saved. He on TBN one week, but then he's at the, the, the Chocasaw Casino the next week. Is it Chocasaw? What is it? No, I ain't been there. What is it called? What, what is it, Jermaine? Where's Jermaine at? He'll say, he'll say it right. Y'all, y'all. But... <laughs> See, last week I got the Hispanics, now I got the Native Americans. So I'll be using the N-word next week. But uh, <laughs> gotta stay, gotta keep it even. So can't nobody accuse me of racism. Gotta hit everybody. <laughs> Chalk salt. Ch Chalk tall. What did I say? Chalk salt. Oh Lord. Yeah, but you, Smokey Robinson, and you see them all. MC Hammer. I thought he got saved. Remember, MC Hammer got saved. Out a Christian soul, you gotta pray just to make it today. You got to pray. Y'all remember that? Carmina, remember? He danced right, right off TBN and on the Soul Train. It went all the way to Soul Train. Churches and choirs singing it, inviting him to come perform it. It's like, brother, don't you come to my church without no bones. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear no gospel if you come to the, you come to town, boy, you better get up there and do a <laughs> pumps and a bump. Don't you, don't you come with all that on, uh-uh, doc. Now, if, if Hammer's in here, it's going to be Hammer time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying but what, what are you up here doing that's how you know they never really get saved right because they can't stop what they're doing you don't just switch partners nobody do that and they all call me they call me oh they call me y'all I'm talking to these folks and the first thing I tell them is brother stop just stop singing stop performing sit down somewhere because if you change partners, you're going to realize the partner you switch to is not going to yield you the income and the fame that the first partner had. But you want to keep dancing. You got to stop dancing, bro. Because the devil is in. Are y'all listening to me? And that's what folks don't understand. God prepared me for all of this, man. He prepared me. So you had to, he had to keep the devil out of the details because he understood that later on, this thing was going to be world known. And if you get around these folks that's making this money and or got the platform or whatever to offer you and you're not fortified, you're going to take it. First John 2 and 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is what? Not in it. Worldly intentions will sever God's increase. We must be able to spot the devil early. And keep him out of the details. Don't build him in the plan for your home. 
We went over that in Heroes a couple of weeks ago, how to build a plan for your home, how to, how to write it down, like Habakkuk said, and run with it and keep it. So certain things you just won't do, certain things you just you won't veer too far away from what God wants to do. You're not going to let the devil in the plan. Remember when Abraham, the king of Sodom, tried to offer Abraham riches. And Abraham told him, said, man, nobody can make me rich but God. Some folks, hey, well, I would have taken that. You don't understand. If he had taken that money from the king of Sodom, it would have changed him later if he needed to do something with that king. His relationship, it would have changed the relationship. So if God had told him, hey, you go tell the king of Sodom that he's going to hell if he don't change something, it's harder to go after you done took the man's stuff. That's why these guys, they can't bust in the record company and tell them, hey, man, I ain't doing no more records with you. I made you rich. Like, would people know you without me? That's what these, these, these athletes, that's what they so mad about these athletes. Trying to dictate their future. I'm going to play with this team. I'm going to this team. I'm going to this team. Brother, we wouldn't know your name if it wasn't for them owners. How you going to put the owners down? Oh, they just treat us like that. They treat you any way you want. We wouldn't know you. You borrowed their frame, and the Bible says uh, the borrower is a slave to the what? Lender. You're borrowing their platform. We know you because of their platform. You think it's your talent? You know how many people got your talent? You can turn on the N1 tournament and see these basketball players, dudes better than them. Now, they ain't got no sense, but they got better talent. If it's just talent, I mean, just talent? No, something made you different. The platform did. So you take the platform. You, the Bible says a house divided against itself can't stand. That's why the devil make all these folks get in the Illuminati, make them get in the boule, make them sign treaties and contracts, make them kill somebody. The devil has to make sure you don't ever use his, pro, uh, his platform for something that he don't want you to use it for. 2 Timothy 3 and 15. And from a child... Thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee what? You wise unto what? <laughs> make you wise unto salvation from a child, wise unto salvation. Understand salvation. That's what the scriptures are there for. That's what's supposed to be in the details. Because if the scriptures are in the details, then you have God's word and you have his power. To get you where he wants. You don't have to worry about getting somewhere and then having to make a decision that could ultimately end where you are. You've got to keep the devil out from the beginning. And keep the holy scriptures there. Only God's way is sustainable by God. If we base our existence on his way and keep him at the forefront, we can overcome the world like Christ did. John 16 and 33, these things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have what? Tribulation, but don't worry about that. He said, be of good cheer because I have what? That means you can be in the world and overcome the world. Overcoming the world requires us to release worldly opinions, worldly promotion, and worldly fame and prominence. Light and darkness cannot coexist. We must choose God, what? Over the world. No man can serve two masters for either he's going to what? 
hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and let the other one go. You love two masters, you're going to be faced with the, op with the opportunity to choose one of them. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. If the devil came to Jesus to make him choose, you don't think he's going to come to you? But if he's in the details of how you planned your life, you're going to have to say yes to it to keep what you have. Summary! With the increase of internet fame and notoriety, it is very simple for a person that is seeking validation to do something online to get it. Y'all see the girl who's, she's an Instagram, they call her influencer. I hate that word, but that's what she's called. She's an Instagram influencer, and she wanted to get more hits or whatever, so she took a chair and threw it off her balcony in the traffic. Two, was it two chairs? 40 stories? I don't think anybody was hurt, but she got arrested. But when she come out, she's going to have a million followers on Instagram. That's what she did it for. And these folks are going to be doing stuff like that more and more because they figured out they can get on the internet, act a fool, and get famous. Then they grow up in homes where nobody's talking to them, Nobody's paying attention to them. They're neglected. They, can, they, they won't get neglected on the internet, not if they do something. So with the increase of this, it's simple for a person seeking validation to do something online to get it. Nowadays, people are doing dangerous things to get attention. They equate likes with affirmation to perform outlandish acts for acceptance. The problem with this is that the more you do to please the world, the harder it is to come back from it all and give it up for Christ's sake. That's why they get saved and they get under God like, well, who was the rapper Mace? Got saved and a preacher. Oh, I'm preaching now. And, you know, all of that. And then it, it, it wasn't feeling as good. Couldn't drive the wraith no more. No more Rolls Royce. It don't feel the same. No more crowds calling my name. He started a church, and it was 20 people in there. You might want to hear you. I didn't want to hear you rap. Sure, I don't want to hear you talking slow, preaching. <laughs> All on TV and everything. 20 folks in his church. That's not the same as when I was with Bad Boy, and I had thousands and thousands. You see what I'm saying? You wet your appetite. Now you got the appetite. It's a drug. You can't give it up. I hear when people say, man, I give this up anytime. Do it. Do it. Man, I don't need this fame, man. I wasn't even looking for it. It just happened. Give it up. And let's see what happened. Can't give it up. The problem with this is that the more you please the world, the harder it is to come back from it all and give it up for Christ's sake. The farther you go seeking self-promotion, the further from Christ you get. Because to come to Christ, you have to do what? Deny yourself. If you're used to promoting yourself, you can't find Christ because he's the opposite of that. Self-denial. Once you get the fame, you will have to what? You're going to have to deny the son. The devil will not allow you to keep your secular fame and promote truth. It's not going to happen. The world will drop you because the truth will conflict with their carnal desires and pleasures. You ain't getting your audience saved. 
This is why the rich ruler could not follow Christ. Jesus knew that once he spoke the hard sayings that would challenge men to live godly, the ruler would shy away because his money and reputation would be jeopardized. This same behavior is prevalent today. If you seek fame, you will eventually deny the truth about abortion, homosexuality, worldly music, and self-denial. You have to, you, that's if you want fame. You cannot deny yourself and promote yourself at the same time. So it's best to deal with the issues in you that is causing you to desire worldly validation so that you will not create a wedge between your desires and God's plan. Eventually, you will have to make a choice. And if your life is built upon the world's affirmation in any way, you will have to choose the world over the truth. Matthew 7 and 24, therefore, whosoever hearing, oh, y'all please pay attention to this, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him a what? He's going to be a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Any house builders in here, y'all understand that the foundation of a house has to be able to sustain the house. The foundation has to be the strongest part, the part you build first. No matter what you put on top of it, if the foundation isn't sound, the house is not going to be a sound house. So he's saying, these are the people that built their house upon a rock. The rain descended and the floods came. These are temptations. All these temptations, the wind blew beat up on the house and it fell not for it was founded upon a what? A rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not no matter how loud I preach you won't do it. Then you shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. When the temptation came winds, rain descended, flood came, wind blew beat up that house, what happened to the house? <laughs> it fell. It didn't just fall, but the Bible says, and great was the fall of it. Honestly, do you think the devil is lifting you up so you can be lifted up? The devil is lifting you up so he can do what? So you can fall. Just like he did. If he had to fall, you have to fall. It came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were what? The people were astonished at his doctrine. You know why they were astonished? For he taught them as one having what? One having authority. Everyone stand to your feet. The devil can't be in the details. The way you plan your home. The man needs to plan the home, be the provider, protector, and the priest of the home from junk. Plan it that way. The way you plan your children, the way you plan your income, the way you plan all this. Plan it. Don't put the devil in it. Your son is a drug dealer, and he give you a little something from time to time. That's the devil in the details. I'm claiming my auntie's kid's little boy. On my income tax. That's the devil in the details. Changing bank statements and pay stubs. You know, I'm changing them a little bit so I can get this job. Because if I get this job, it's going to bless us, man. We'll be able to bless us. That's the devil in the details. 
You don't want the devil in the details. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, God, for your truth. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us many, you've given many of us an opportunity to do things differently than what we saw maybe growing up or what we saw in our past. And I pray right now, Lord, that we would all, everyone under the sound of my voice, consider the decisions that we're making now so we will keep the devil out of the details. Show us what is the devil and what is you. Show us what is truth and what is error so that we don't build error into our lives and then be lifted up or pushed forward to a place where we have to deny you later. Help us, Father God, to stay true. Keep the stream pure. Not fall in love with worldly things so that we can live for you without compromise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.